El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey! Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I write a weekly column for Cracked called The People vs. Adam Todd Brown, and I use that column to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I come on this show to defend those opinions. Joining me today, he's far and away my favorite Randall in the entire room he sits in at the office. He'll probably spend most of today telling you about how his cat controls his life or something. You should also check out the columns he's been doing every Thursday for the past month or so. They're really great. Ladies and gentlemen, Randall Maynard. Also joining me, she's the co-host of the Dead Things podcast, which you might have heard mentioned on Nerdist recently like some kind of big deal. I was too, though, so, you know. She's also the reigning title holder of Albuquerque's second best comic, and she's a goddamn doctor. I think that covers everything. Ladies and gentlemen, Genevieve Mueller. It's going to be a great show. Randall, are you taking pictures? Yeah. Genevieve, get in this picture. <laughs> Hold the phone up. <laughs> okay, we have started the show. Randall is still taking pictures. Genevieve, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I am fantastic. The last time you were here was the 100th episode. That was good times. We talked about Pixar movies. Yeah, we argued about Pixar. And, uh, yeah, it was a pretty big topic on the comment section on your uh, podcast, too. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people had a lot of things to say about Pixar. We can address that today if we have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and what was weird about that episode is, of all the people, my ex-girlfriend was on, and I forgot to cut someone off in the intro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What did you What did you think about that, Genevieve? I think that right now you're going to try to cut me off. I actually wasn't. Oh. I was going to do it to Randall just to I be an asshole. God damn it, Brett. Man. Oh, I had been planning that all morning. I was just going to do it to Randall anyway. I was thinking. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh, now who fucked up, Brett? Me. Yeah. Be a shoe, Brett. Be a shoe. Size 10 chaos. Randall, how are you doing? Well, I'm glad you asked, Adam. Get it, Brett! So much- you know, the hardest part of the show for me is the first few minutes. Because I spend all that time asking everyone else what's going on in their life when all I really want to do is talk about what I've been up to since last week. That's why we call this segment This Week in Moi. And it's about to get real intense. Why do you always do that? You nobody, always. Nobody has to know. You, yeah, that you like stroke your nipples every time that solo <laughs> starts, guitar. and no one plays it's guitar that guitar. way. No, you need a fret hand. Yeah. Oh, this is fun, Brett. How are you doing? How was your weekend? I drank a lot. I was I was at a four day bachelor party, and I don't feel great either. God damn it! Were you that guy that did the solo bachelor party? <laughs> yeah. It was I, w- I wasn't getting married. It was someone else was getting married. I wasn't invited to the bachelor party, so I drank for four days straight by myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I went to about ten or fifteen different breweries in San Diego, and uh, I don't want to eat or drink again ever. Ever. Yeah. ever. I like, like how we star. harmonized on ever. I've been ever. there. Ever. That was awful. Oh, <laughs> so, well, since uh, everyone's feeling like hell, except Genevieve, probably. It's a good thing we have such a lighthearted topic today. We're talking about Donald Trump. There are going to be more people listening to this podcast than any of our other podcasts combined. You think so? 
Just by virtue of the word Trump being in there. Yeah, you're right. I hope more people read the column, too. We don't have a soundbite for Trump? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's a catch-all. My favorite Trump quote. Political. So my column this week, I don't know what the exact title will be, but it's basically about why comparing Donald Trump to Hitler is not at all crazy. It makes complete sense to me. Before we get into all of it, what's like? What's your rant? I'll, I'll ask everyone, Randall. What's your like stance on Trump's candidacy? Like, do you take it serious? Do you? I don't want to take it seriously, but I'm very afraid of what's happening because the fact that he's like a like everyone keeps kind of reassuring us that he's not a serious contender. But I feel like he's the fucking front runner. Yeah, I'm like I don't think we're scared enough that this is going this far. Uh, it's very worrisome. Uh, he represents just about... He's like a sort of a cartoonish version of evil. Yeah. And he's becoming like a, a front runner for American politics, and I don't like that. I also... It's kind of a sad state of affairs that people really agree with him and identify with his opinions. That's terrifying. Yeah. Genevieve, what? how do you feel about Trump in general? Well, as, a, as you know, I am Mexican, and I also mm-hmm. do research in immigration, and specifically Mexican immigration. So he is fucking terrifying. I think I think I'm, I'm kind of like the same with Randall that I really don't want to take him seriously. Like I don't want to think that he's a serious candidate. But he hasn't even even after the last debate where he was you know obliterated by Carly Fiorina, he hasn't lost that many points. Like he really hasn't you know gone down very much in the polls. And so even though these are really really super early polls. The fact that so much of the media is talking about how much he's leading in the polls makes people believe that he's such a big contender, which kind of works opposite in that he gets more support instead of people trying to, you know, rally against him. So it's terrifying how, you know, even thinking about some of the things that people say at his rallies. Like, there's so many people at his rallies asking him questions like, when can we murder the Muslims? Like, that's a legitimate question that they're asking. And he's like, oh, we're going to look into it. Like, that's yeah, not your response. Yeah. So that, that's the part that's scary, is that he's not, and, and he's just kind of feeding into that, you know, hateful rhetoric. And, and what, of, you know. what also scared me about that is that the media mostly focused on the fact that he didn't shut the guy down for saying Obama wasn't born here. Like, I don't fucking care right. if he thinks Obama wasn't born here. Obama's not going to be reelected. I don't give a shit what Donald Trump thinks about that anymore. And why should mm-hmm. anyone, when he's also saying, yeah, we'll look into getting the Muslims out of the country. But, like, that's not a question you brush off. You ask security uh, to get that motherfucker out of the room. Yeah, also, he, right. the clip where that guy brings that up, it's not even, like, a question. And it perfectly represents this sort of, like, idea that he's that he's uh, getting people to rally behind. Because he's like, Muslims, are, they're, they're training our kids to be terrorists. I guess what I'm saying is, what are we going to do about that? And you're like, yeah. what the fuck? And Trump is like, yeah, thank you, crazy guy. Here's what I think about that. And he gives some like long-winded bullshit answer. And you're like, what is going uh, on? Did they give out free hot dogs or something? Where did they get those people from? It's fucking horrifying. <laughs> Don't you think come time for like the, when it's down to two people, Hillary or Biden or Sanders versus someone, even if it is one of the crazy wackadoo right people who isn't Trump, don't you think by the time we get to a debate or something like that, first of all, there aren't going to be questions like that? And if someone has an answer like, yeah, we'll look into killing all these people, that the discourse will become a little bit more serious and a little bit more like they'll, they'll crucify Trump like they crucified Romney for the 47 percent sort of thing. Yeah, I could see that. But I like you said, I can't picture them 
asking questions like that. This, like no one's yeah. no one's going to ask Hillary Clinton how like in a televised official debate how are we going to get the Muslims out of the country? Like Trump isn't going to yeah. have to face that kind of but, shit. But in a, but if should Trump become worst case scenario should Trump become the Republican candidate? Don't you think he's going to eventually have to answer questions about tell us more about this wall what, what are the did? dimensions yeah. of the wall how are <laughs> right. we paying for the wall and he's gonna have to give actual answers other than that's a stupid question get out of here i hate you yeah like yeah he's gonna have to actually answer these questions right now it's easy for him to just not really answer anything because it's more uh-huh. than as the cracked podcast released two days ago was we talk about it. 14 months away everyone calm down okay okay like, uh, yeah. that that's well, exactly that that's the, that's mm. the scary that's the scary part to me and i and i agree in a you know serious debate in an actual debate he's probably not going to you know be answering those kinds of questions or those kinds of things are going to come at him but he's going to have to answer you know very specifically what is his platform and how is he going to you know do this what's scary about it is that in these next 14 months he's building this kind of grassroots campaign with these with these people who are, you know, su- supporting him for, you know, terrifying reasons. And I don't know if, it, it, you know, hopefully at some point an actual legitimate person, you know, will ask him, why are you answering in this way? Like, why are you continuing this hateful rhetoric of Muslims and of Mexicans? Why are you doing that? And, it, it, you know, and he'll have to confront that. But right now, because the media is putting so much emphasis on, on how he's the front runner. They're, they're, they're giving him so much credit that the, that a lot of the Republican, you know, base is giving him a lot of credit. And it's just kind of reinforcing his bad behavior. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. And, like, a recent example to me would be George W. Bush. I don't think anyone went into that election thinking, yeah, he's going to win. Like, I feel like everyone just kind of gave that to Al Gore so nobody fucking voted. And if that happens this time, we will have President Donald Trump. It won't matter why. Who remembers what George Bush said in those debates? It was probably a lot of really stupid shit. He said a lot of stupid bullshit, just like Trump is saying. I don't think he was as blatantly xenophobic. There's probably a lot more. No, no. Yeah. Or in 2000, when he ran again in 2004. I don't think anyone really expect. I, I don't think a lot of people expected him to win. Like, he didn't win by a lot. He won by more in no, 2004 I, I, than he won in 2000. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course. Well, he won by, like, yeah. 53 votes in 2000. That's why. Because rarely during wartime, rarely That's does the true. president change. I mean, during wartime, it's usually that people just keep the same president because they're so terrified, you know? And Bush was really good at, like, keeping people terrified, keeping the Republican base terrified. So yeah. um, they went out and voted. I think Trump I know, will you- be good at that, too. I think Trump is good at terrifying people just over a different thing it's over immigration it's it's so weird that he's he's just feeding into this it's it's tribalism you're just basically like mm-hmm. as much as you are talking about rounding up other groups of people and making things safe again you're basically being really you're you're being white supremacist yeah. you really are and it's yeah, horrifying he is. He is and, completely. and he's in and he totally does not apologize for it at all. I mean, there's no, no. there's no backing down from what he's saying. Yeah, it's funny too because uh, I'm a quarter Mexican. My grandfather's a Mexican immigrant. I have Mexican family members, and this narrative is complete fiction. 
like everything he's talking about his stats yeah. are way off everything yeah, bullshit yeah. and you're talking about like if you talk about crime and you talk about any any type of crime you can imagine robbery sexual assault all that stuff whites are in the lead they got the, the, the yeah they, oh yeah totally. they got top billing yeah. and uh it's not this is not a minority issue it's not because like oh mm-hmm. there's some you know why there's crime because immigrants right no that's not yeah. that doesn't make any <laughs> sense that's not. not what's going on My, yeah you're right in crime in, in crime statistics and violent crime and petty crime statistics whites are always uh like you know they have to have a, a really far margin ahead but also in social services so in welfare programs and in everything else they constitute them you know the most who are using like these social services and actually there's a study that came out that it said that you know whites actually stay on social services longer than minorities so even at times when there's more minorities who are using social services, they get off social services faster. There's like a rate of like three months compared to like nine months of staying on social services. And, and it's usually because it's harder for a minority to navigate the system to try to get those resources than it is for whites. But it's it, so yeah, I mean, everything that he's, that he's stating, and not only is it factually wrong, but it's also just, you know, it's filled by hate rather than any kind of practical immigration solution. It's just him saying, let's get everybody out and build a fucking wall. You know, like, there's nothing there. What really scares, this is a thing I've been thinking about a lot. Like, what you said about it basically being white supremacist. My nightmare scenario is, God forbid, he gets elected and does put some kind of program in place to start deporting immigrants. What if the next thing, you know, with all the talk about gun control, what if the next thing he does is says, okay, we'll get the illegal guns off the streets? What's that going to mean? That's going to mean going into places like Chicago, like really high crime, high poverty areas. And then how do you do that? I feel like the NRA would be all for that. Every fucking gun nut in the country would be like, yes, storm the ghettos and take their guns. And how, what's that going to fucking look like? Yeah, these are all weird, like, reactionary things that don't actually... They, they don't really have a substantial impact. They're just these little mm-hmm. Band-Aids on bigger... They're, they're symptoms of way bigger problems. And it's ironic that we would have a guy who's this, like, soulless businessman <laughs> who makes profits on the back of people who are now, like, in poverty, you know, the working class that are all just, yeah. you know... Uh, Rallying around. Yeah, they're yeah it's, it's horrifying. Yeah. And, and yet you have people going like, yeah, he's got a point. It's interesting because he's just deflecting. Like, it's like, it's yeah. it's almost like the corruption of these parties has manifested as a person and is now yeah. deflecting everything that you could possibly criticize them with <laughs> at other areas of the country. It's like, oh, don't worry about, um, don't worry about uh, these politicians being in, in the pockets of uh, major corporations worry about the x amount of uh people who own yeah. guns or something my, my point is falling apart here, yeah but uh yeah no no he sounds like a five-year-old that he's like he's like a five-year-old that came up with immigration policy you know it's like we're gonna build a wall and we're gonna hate those people they're so mean to us let's just build a wall like he he doesn't he doesn't have anything that you know substantial but yeah, it's like, yeah. These um, these plants could all be drafted in crayon, yeah. and it's it's the same <laughs> same impact. It's the like same five year old manifesto. Yeah. But yeah, but it's like yeah. yeah, it's like you're you're basically like if you have big questions for what's going on in the country right now, the answers that he's offering are, hey, look over there, someone's crossing the border, and they're going to ruin America. And you're like that. Exactly. I don't yeah, think yeah, that's, yeah. But he's also about to start playing both sides of the fence because he's. I th- did it come out yesterday? He released his tax plan. Where oh, yeah. he basically just says, we're going to go after hedge fund guys. 
And like that's what people think they want to hear, mm-hmm. but that's not the yeah, entire fucking problem. That's like scapegoating, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, and we have that. But also, you know, nobody really knows what a hedge fund is. Like, nobody. Yeah. There's not. There's not one person who can explain what a hedge fund is and what that does. Like, there's nobody. Yeah, he's nobody he's not saying it. I'm going to go after corporations. I'm not going to make businesses no, pay no. more taxes. Just hedge yeah. fund guys. But yeah, people will take yeah, that and like run enemy. with it. Like, hey, he's still cutting taxes. That's what you want. Yeah. The funniest thing is to watch him try to pretend like he's a Christian. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, yeah. The, it's the best. Where he's like, yeah, I read the Bible. And you're like, you've never, no. Like, it's not yeah. something oh. that you've ever done. Yeah. He looks like an evil person. I feel like it's going to happen. He's going to be our fucking president. So let's talk about Hitler. I think... <laughs> <laughs> Good transition. Yeah, yeah. That was a good segue. Oh god, I tried to hold it in and I snorted. Oh. We got to start talking about Hitler at uh. some point. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Genocide. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa, what? Come on, Randall. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> Be a friend, Randall. Listen to the podcast. Joke. I was on board. <laughs> Say genocide and then a slide whistle. <laughs> That's all I want out of my podcast. Well, I think you say genocide. All right. We're really getting off course. I really want to talk about Hitler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. So, Norm MacDonald, of all people, and Norm MacDonald cooks up some fantastic theories because Norm MacDonald was one of the first people publicly to come out and compare Trump to Hitler right now. Mm. And the point he made is a really good one, that in Hitler's entire run-up to, you know, finally taking over, no one took him seriously. Like, he was just that crazy outsider guy who just had these absurd ideas that no one could ever possibly buy into. And he just, like, it was all political cartoons and people making fun of him. And he just progressively got more and more power and got closer and closer to running things. And once he did, there wasn't shit anyone could do about it. I mean, I know we say, well, we have checks and balances in place. Not when you have a motherfucker like Trump in office. That is a different kind of fucking thing. Like, you can't always rely on that. Sometimes you have to rely on yourself to keep monsters like that out of fucking office. Like, you can't just sit back and be like, yeah, the system will fix it. The system doesn't fix shit. And that's exactly how Hitler came to power. No one took him serious. And then what did he do? He started rounding up the specific minority group in the country that he blamed all of their problems on. And that's what Trump is promising to goddamn do. Yeah, and yeah he, he's going to look into it. That's what he's saying. Yeah, that's his actual platform. Yeah, yeah. and the, yeah, and it's not—it's not just to look into it. Like that's his actual platform as like, it relates to like Mexican it. immigrants. Yeah, it's not like he, he said wants it Mexico one... to pay for the wall. He wants like he really focuses on Mexican immigrants as the source yeah, specifically. of yeah. problems in this country, and right. that's mm-hmm. terrifying. It's terrifying that no one is more bothered by that. You don't think there's a bias here, though, because uh, Norm MacDonald plays Colonel Sanders now, and Colonel Sanders is the father of Bernie Sanders. So <laughs> let's be real here. That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So, yeah, that part scares me. That seems like the first... The fact that he's so focused and, the fact that he's so focused and direct on, on a very specific ethnic group and nationality is, yeah, that is very terrifying. I can't, I can't believe the minute he did that, someone didn't stand up and go, oh, you know that's what the Nazis did, right? 
In Brazil, where they're tearing down favelas to make room for fucking sporting events, at one point they were just spray painting them and not even telling people. Like you would just show up and your shit would be spray painted. And eventually people in the country were like, hey, that's what the Nazis did. Can you at least not do that? Yeah. And they stopped. Yeah. Just call him a Nazi in public for fuck's sake. Someone do it. No one's going to do it. Come on, Ralph Nader. Do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I would do it. I, I, I keep tweeting at him. I keep asking him to debate me on immigration. He has to tweet me back at him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. I could be that person. I'm not afraid to call him a Nazi. I'll do that. I hope he debates El Chapo. On immigration. We can't bring it. We can't bring up. We had to cut it last time we brought up El Chapo. <laughs> Oh, because you're scared. Yeah, I know. He'll retaliate. Oh, yeah. no, no. I'm not scared. We just... Because cause he put a bounty out on Trump. Oh, I know. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he did. What if he's the one that's that still going. That's an ongoing it. thing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an then ongoing we, thing. Then we all have a, a jet. What me. if that is the one thing that keeps Trump from rounding up immigrants? El Chapo just comes in at the last minute. <laughs> and like, what if El Chapo... Like, and then he becomes What the if president. there's a coup and El Chapo takes over our government? <laughs> What if that is the outcome of Trump's fucking immigration plan? That El Chapo's our president and we all get deported to Europe. Why not? (laughs) Yeah, I'm into it. It's fine. I mean, there's parallels there, is what I'm saying, between Mm -hmm. uh, Trump and Hitler, definitely. But there's also weird things that have happened. Like, he tweeted kind of early in his campaign a picture of an American flag. And it had the words, we need real leadership, we need results. And it had his face, and then it had some soldiers on it. And those are Nazi soldiers. That's what you call foreshadowing. (laughs) Yeah. And I want to hope it's just foreshadowing. I hope it's not him just going wink, wink. We're all going to look back on that, and that's going to be like, oh, he he spelled it out for us. Yeah, he blamed an intern for it, because... I mean, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure Trump's not <laughs> photoshopping his own tweets <laughs> and, you know, putting filters <laughs> on him and shit. But now, still. to be fair, as someone who does photo editing here, if I had passed on this assignment to an intern and given them our Getty Images account, <laughs> some mix ups could have happened that could have resulted in some Nazi soldiers accidentally being placed into an image. These things do happen. I don't want to give. I don't want to give Trump the benefit of the doubt here, but this is, I a, do have a, fun, this is a believable story. I have a fun story about that. When I first started full-time at Cracked and was writing columns, yeah. I think it was you that did the layout on one of my columns, and uh, one uh-huh. of the entries was about Sir Mix-a-Lot, and the picture was just some dude who was at a party that Sir Mix-a-Lot was hosting. <laughs> that could have been me. I know who Sir Mix-a-Lot is. You go to hell. Baby got back, that yeah. guy. That was yeah, fun. he's got a big he's got a big clock around his chest. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. So yeah, I mean I could see that it 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 could be an accident, but at the same time, I think you're right. Like if if all of this like nightmare shit happened, I think people would look back and go, "Eh? What do you, you know? think he's going to pull off a mask and be like, "I I told you. I put it in a picture on November 3rd, <laughs> day. There were Nazis in the little corner of this picture and now I got you." No, it'll just be the kind of thing where with my claws. where we'll all look back and go, "Oh yeah, there's that." That's like, like a clue on True Detective, man. Like yeah. you go back and watch it and you're like, "Holy shit, yeah, Nazis we should have known." <laughs> yeah, we one just thing that missed I it. Yeah. So, I, I, we haven't talked about this yet. I think one, one of the most terrifying things that I saw in your email 
was, because I mean, we've all heard, you know, Donald Trump calling Mexicans rapists and criminals and all of that, but one of the one of the other most terrifying things is when he said that, you know, Mexicans are bringing infectious diseases over the border. And, you know, that, like you said, it, take, it will take like one outbreak of, you know, some kind of disease, which happens all the time, for people to get really terrified and start blaming Mexican infectious people coming over or whatever. And he's either doing this maliciously and purposely trying to be racist towards Mexicans, which I see that definitely a thing. But he also has no idea of how his words are actually affecting a very racist section of our population. Like yeah. he's mm. creating this, you know, this like snowball effect where like he'll throw something out and say something about Mexicans being carriers of infectious diseases, and it'll just be all over the internet and all of these weird white supremacist websites about you know focusing on getting Mexicans out because they're you know they're caught they're. You know, they're giving our kids diseases or whatever. It's like he has no clue of like the effect that he's having on that on that population. Yeah, I feel like everything's become sort of like a metrics game now, where it's like if you uh-huh. if you tally everything up, you're like, oh, look at uh, this talking point here that's interesting, that that's provocative is a. Uh, Mexican it says Mexicans is at the top of the list. Let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, make a whole thing about that, and then that'll get people's attention. And then they cook up this weird yeah. campaign, and you're like, "Holy shit! You have no idea what you you guys are just like." Because the, these guys, like like guy like Trump, like people aren't even human beings to him anymore. Like, yeah, he, these are all pawns. This is all just he's just shuffling things around on a uh, pieces around on a board here. This is not reality. And and if you think he he lives in the same reality as you, and that he represents you as a person. Uh, you're out of your mind. And There's yeah, no yeah. evidence to support that. And he's got he's got that terrifying, you know, combination of appealing to like the worst in people who will fucking turn out and vote. Like those people uh-huh. will fucking vote. And he's also a celebrity. Mm-hmm. So to them, it's like, oh, he's the next Ronald Reagan or some shit. Which yeah. that would be great compared to what he's probably going to fucking be, oh, as yeah. awful as Reagan was. But that, I mean, that makes it a lot more realistic to me that he could get elected i know that i know people see donald trump as a celebrity and they're like well we're never gonna elect donald trump we fucking elected ronald reagan yeah he was an actor there's a scary thing where people view politicians as like the guys from wolf of wall street and they're gonna invite us on their yacht to go party and it's like that's not how this works man (laughs) that is not what's gonna happen holy shit yeah, I, everything that he said, everything that he says. I mean, his, the fact that he's a, he's like anti-vaccination, like everything that he says yeah. is just he's an anti-vaxxer vaxxing. too. Yeah, yeah, Holy he's an anti-vaxxer shit. too. You know what? You know what? The weird thing is, I didn't realize this until I read like a bunch of articles on. I went down a weird, you know, vortex of white mm-hmm. supremacist websites. As one does. now, but yeah, as one does. I was reading a bunch of sites. There's a lot of anti-vaxxers in white supremacist groups. It's like that Venn diagram, where there's like you know a lot of that overlap. I can um, see that. And it, it all has to do with not trusting the government and not trusting Obama because he's uh, you know African. It's a lot of that kind of stuff. Where you know that's happened in the last few years. Coded like, racism. <laughs> Or pretty much yeah. racism, actually. Well, not even yeah. just racism. I think that that kind of stuff was around before Obama. Like, well, it was. It was, like was not but it trusting gets, the government. It gets augmented and all kind of mixed together when you have. And like, see, a that's black the uh, that's the other thing. To those people, Trump isn't the government. Trump is an outsider. He's yeah. a businessman. Yeah. He's the one who's going to come in and change the government in the way they want it changed. Right. That's fucking terrifying. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's the same, but it's it's yeah. also I think it should be terrifying, and you should look at it in a way of like if George Clooney just jumped into the race and was like, "Hey, let's just fix up some shit and blah blah," we'd all be like, "That George. might help." You'd be like, "George Clooney, get the fuck out of here! You're not a you're not the president. Get out of here." We should just I think everyone should be treating this like the same thing as Mitt Romney, the same thing as these guys who came in who were like, "You're not, you can't do this job. Get the yeah. fuck out of no. here." You're out of your mind. You but do even not in, represent anyone. Even in like debates, you know, you mentioned the anti-vaxxer thing. When there was a debate where Ben Carson, Ben Carson's a doctor, and Ben Carson barely called him on it. He was just Ben like, Carson is basically like throwing away his PhD and being like, "Well, oh, I won that at a, I won that from one of those grab machines. That's not real." Like he's, yeah, yeah. Ben Carson actually has done like fetal research, like fetal tissue research, and now he's like, "Oh no, I'm totally against it. I've never done that. What are you talking yeah. about?" Yeah. He's a pediatric neurosurgeon. That dude knows a few things, and he's just been like, "Oh, I'm not a, do- I'm a doctor of words. Doctor, I'm more like when, <laughs> when they call a pastor a doctor. That's what I'm like. You know, I'm not one of those doctor doctors." Yeah, it's. I think he doesn't want to look too smart. I think exactly. If you, if you saw yeah, the, uh, if you saw the debate. You can see that he clearly gave himself a lobotomy before he went on stage. Yeah, yeah. It's That's the other thing. I also mentioned this in the email. People bring up debates, and Trump's going to have all these questions. The Republicans changed the way their primary works now, so they cut the number of debates in half. I think the last debate is in, like, January. And then they decide in June, which is also moved up from whenever. That, oh, wow. So Trump is going to have a lot less opportunity to look stupid yeah. Than past Republican front runners who looked stupid as fuck and still got the nomination. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the nomination is a result of the convention, the Republican convention, which is like a whole weird system where, you know, if you win Iowa, for example, you get, I don't know, 20 delegates. I'm making up all of these numbers. Right. And the, these delegates come, they go to the convention and wherever it is, South Carolina, Denver, wherever the hell it is, and then they vote. But just because you actually won them in the primary doesn't mean that they actually have to vote for you in the convention. So there's this yeah. whole thing going right. on where I've I've listened to some more politically leaning podcasts and they go, Trump doesn't really have any people in his team to actually arrange these delegates to even vote properly in the convention. And he might not even be on the ballots in some places because he's basically a one-man show who just calls into radio stations 24 hours a day and doesn't really have a team of people making sure he's, like, filing things the right time at the right places. I don't think any of that stuff is getting done. Uh, I, I still don't I mean, feel like once, that's good enough. I feel like, like, again, that is us relying on, the in this case, Republicans to do the right thing and go, no, we don't want the guy with the best chance of winning to get the nomination. We're just going to fucking throw this one away, let him go third party. That's who we're putting our faith in to keep Donald Trump out of office is Republican delegates at the national convention. No, just fucking well, vote. The, the, the only thing, yeah, the, the only thing that, I mean, yeah, if, you go, if he doesn't get the Republican nomination, I, I can see him going third party for sure. But the, the only thing that I do feel about in, in terms of Republicans is that he's someone that I don't think that they can control in any kind of a way. Like, I don't think that, you know, he's gonna, he's like a good enough puppet for them. So I feel, I feel like, you know, that kind of insular, you know, making sure that the same kind of people are always in leadership kind of position that a lot of the, you know, parties in the U.S. have. 
will hopefully you know prohibit Donald Trump I, from actually getting the nomination. That's a good point. But there was a really weird, spooky moment on the in the debates where a he, ghost came out. A from ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the ghost of Nixon came, out <laughs> and he he threw down the gauntlet. What the hell, Brett? I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. Oh, spooky ghost. moment. No, uh, Trump actually ghost. talks about giving money to mo- having given mo- money to most of the people that were on the stage with him debating. Yeah, I remember and that, the remaining yeah. guy who I'm forgetting his name who hadn't had that happen was practically begging him on stage uh, to be paid <sighs> and, and or to receive money from him in the future. That's what scares me about Trump because he has the money to kind of fill in these gaps that we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. And he will yeah. spend it if it's going to make him more money. And his whole his, this whole trail that he's that he's blazing here is all based on popularity and money. And the yeah. more popular yeah. he gets. Oh yeah, all of that. Yeah. And the more fucking horrible blood money or whatever's going on he's getting for everybody. I don't know. I feel like we're putting... Who knew that, like, Jeb Bush would be the least crazy in all Yeah, of like, exactly. fucking knew. <laughs> At least... No, he's still... Oh, that's dear. still, like, that's... Yeah, he was... He, that's he, a lateral movement, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, it is. It was pretty crazy when they asked him if he would still invade Iraq, knowing what we know now. And he was like, yeah, why not? Yeah. And he said, did he, did he really say he would put his mom on the $10 bill? Did he? <laughs> yes. I think he did. I think he said mom. Yeah. Or, or no, no, no. He said life. Margaret Thatcher. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. He, he said, Margaret, he Thatcher. said Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. Yes, that would be did. amazing. What the fuck is going Does on? Does he not here? know who Margaret Thatcher is and that she's not American? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, not only... None of them could think of one woman. They yeah. could think of, like, a woman. Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence. Can we put Emma Stone on the ten dollar bill? Joan Jett. Yeah, this is my first concert. <laughs> yeah. so. Lola Jones. Uh, that's horrifying. Can She's an Olympian and a virgin. Can anyone think of an actual woman? No. <laughs> no I, Sally Ride. It should be Sally Ride. Great American, and it also hits like the women in STEM fields sort of thing. She, she was in it should be Sally Ride. also, and that was really good. Sally oh. Ride. Harriet Catherine Wig. I would I'd probably go. Yeah, Harriet Tubman would be good. Mm-hmm. Who's the psychopath yeah. married to Jay Cutler? <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. She's an anti-vaxxer. Oh, is she? Oh, yeah. Jay Cutler. Fuck Jay Cutler. I'm fine <laughs> off. I am off board with Jay Cutler, finally. <laughs> that motherfucker. Does anyone want to say anything else about Trump being Hitler? Because I'm all ears. <laughs> He's definitely Hitler. Did we... Did we... <laughs> Did we, did we already talk about him having that book? Yeah, that's what I want to talk about next. Well, he had Mein Kampf. On his, uh, yeah, he had for years. This came out in a 1990 Vanity Fair interview with Ivana Trump. Uh, she told her lawyer, Michael Kennedy, that Donald Trump kept a copy of My New Order, which was Hitler's sequel to Mein Kampf, by his bedside. Oh, it's no. a book of Hitler's speeches. And at one point, someone asked him about it. This is, I'm reading from an article on Business Insider. We'll link to it. It says, uh, when Brenner asked Trump about how he came to possess Hitler's speeches, Trump hesitated and then said, who told you that? I don't remember. Brenner reportedly replied. And Trump then recalled, actually, it was my friend Marty Davis from Paramount who gave me a copy of Mein Kampf. And he's a Jew. 
Oh, well, that's cool then. So yeah. it's all right. Yeah. Wow. It's cool. I have friends who are Jews. I can be a Nazi. That is absolutely not how that works. Yeah, no, no. That's not. <laughs> also, why would you have a book of Hitler speeches? What the fuck? And why wouldn't you go, Buy your table. I she's mean, a crazy I, yeah, woman. I mean, your, At least deny that's where it. People bet. keep their Bibles. Yeah. I'm just saying. So I feel like that's important. And. That would be a fun thing to bring up at one of the debates. What if someone sprung that? Why can't we spring that yeah. on Donald Trump in a really high-profile setting? He, he says just the same him. thing about it. I don't know about that, though, so I got to have some people look into it. So I don't know. We'll talk about that. That's but the, thing this we'll is, the good thing about uh, this is it's all, I believe this was part of a court proceeding. So it's all, like, on record. This oh, is, like public. Uh, yeah, public this is record, lawyers yeah. talking back and forth. So uh. someone could just show him. And you're right. He would just go, I don't know. But why isn't the, why isn't this a bigger deal? He kept, uh, yeah, that's, kept the Nazi Bible by his bed. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely bed. suspect. <sighs> Although I feel like, again, I don't want to play devil's advocate here, but I think all of us probably have a Nazi book by our bed, really, right? <laughs> well, I mean, once you go into public speaking. At some yeah. point. So, I mean, like, yeah. as a comic, definitely me. I'm sure Genevieve. I have a Kindle, so I mean, there's, I mean, there's oh, yeah. the infinite. I have all books. So, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I bet I, mean, I do have Mein Kampf. How many people, if you looked on their nightstand, wouldn't have Mein Kampf underneath their trade paperback of Saga or something? I have right? a folder on a hard drive at home that has read its top 200 books, and I feel like there's no way Mein Kampf isn't in the top 200. <laughs> there's no way it's not. It's got to be. I'm going to go home and check and then I also have another folder that has 8,000 books in it that this, like, internet criminal gave me. Ooh. You want it? It's pretty rad. Cool. Anyway, Trump slept with a Hitler book by his bed. He wants to round up immigrants. He's, he's Hitler. He's fucking Hitler. Yeah, he, he is. He is our yeah. Hitler. Mm-hmm. Th- this is like there should have... be a propaganda poster with him in bed and the ghost of Hitler spooning him. <laughs> and it's like a vote for Trump is a vote for Hitler, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, that would be amazing. What if Bernie Sanders just starts posting those on Instagram? Yeah, come on, Bernie. <laughs> that would be amazing. Should we do comments? Bernie, you know, Bernie Sanders is actually being pretty strategic. So he, um, like, he's been on uh, Univision a ton, and he's doing a whole town oh. hall in Spanish. Like, he's doing a lot. He's doing a lot to kind of counter, you know, the what you know what's happening with Trump. So uh, I feel like I feel like Bernie Sanders is actually, you know, directly. He's the person who is. He's not engaging with with Trump on some of this, but he is directly, you know, putting in policies that are, that you know directly conflict with a lot of what you know Trump is doing. So if anything, he's the person that can be the anti, which is great because you know it's Bernie Sanders. Yeah, and that's so, probably yeah. the better route to go because if there's any, uh, like, if we are going to rely on any system that's been in place forever to keep Trump out of office, it would just be the fact that a lot of us can go out and vote and make sure he doesn't mm-hmm. get into office. And it's probably smarter for Bernie Sanders to engage with those voters directly as opposed to confronting uh-huh. Trump about it and turning it into some fucking media circus. Yeah, instead of so that's smart. Like I a, hope that like a, that a wrestling match or something like that we that's just a watch. plan I could get behind. Yeah. Like that doesn't sound crazy, but mm-hmm. someone's going to have to engage him on it at some point. I want to see. Well, gonna... yeah, someone has to call him out, but it, and, it, and it would be in an actual legitimate debate, and not this like you know crackerjack debate that's been happening on CNN and other places. So I want yeah. a Black Mirror and, situation know. where they just lock him in a room and he's handcuffed to a podium and they ask him all these questions <laughs> and he has to answer them. That would be great. Okay, let's do. Say something sincere. Do it. <laughs> 
Let's do comments. Should we do comments? Squid alien versus you know. face. <laughs> it's a crazy world out there. It's easy to feel like things you say don't even matter. I want you to know that's not true. We call this segment Your Voice Matters. Where we read your stupid fucking comments from the last few shows and respond to them personally. 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 Okay, you can fade it out, Brian. Do we, um... Yes. Always. We always have voicemails. Ooh, you can call sassy the, baskets. Let's hear call them. Call the man. voicemail line at 505-3-UNPOPS. That's 505-386-7677. All right, we have a comment in regards to last week's episode. I bet. Hey, guys. Love the last episode, but I thought it was interesting how you guys mentioned all these places people really like but are actually super racist, and then you go and mention Japan and how cool that place is but completely missed how incredibly racist Japan is. Don't get me wrong, I love Japan, spend a lot of time there, love people, language, everything. But there's times you'll be speaking to a Japanese person about, oh, I don't know, Chinese people or South Korean people or Nigerian people, and they'll sound like someone from Cousin Fuck, Tennessee. Racism is so bad in Japan, the UN wrote a special report on just how bad it is over there. And, you know, France, one of the countries you guys were saying is super racist, Last year accepted like thousands of Syrian refugees. I don't get it. You know how many Japan gave official status to? Three. They're going to be terrible to those fucking refugees when they get there. You know, Japan's great, but it has its problems too. Later. It's still weird. I just said they were polite. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's also weird to get on board stereotyping people, even if it's like a saying that it's like a negative thing. If you're a white guy. At all, like under any street, you're like, oh yeah, well these Japanese, you know how they are about. Uh. It's like, no, I can't do. What is that? That's like a double. All I really said racism. was racism. I don't understand. That's confusing. I don't think. I it's... said the Beatles did a yeah, concert that's... in Japan and they left gifts on the seats and no one took them because yeah. they're polite. How come you don't mention how racist the Japanese <laughs> are, man? What the fuck? He's like, all right, all right, easy. Yeah, and if they yeah. and you know what, China probably. <laughs> returns that shit like i'm sure it's not a one-way street where just japan is racist toward china it's not like china has a great track record of treating people well in general i'm sure they've got some yes, hatred but in also every country is racist yeah you know every every single country is racist there's nothing just one country that isn't you know even even like in a in an awesome like socialist country like sweden it's incredibly racist oh, yeah. a lot of you know so people in even countries that take in a lot of refugees it's incredible you know there's people who are incredibly racist it's just it's an epidemic and you can't just say like well what about the japanese <laughs> you can't yeah do that that's just yeah, be our like throw away now there's also japanese. yeah there's weird situations where if you're a white person and then you meet somebody who's not white if they're where, wherever the hell they're from they think you're racist automatically so they'll start wanting to be racist with you and they'll yeah. be like oh these guys like you know i go to the gas station and i pay for something and they go like oh these goddamn spanish and blah blah, blah. And i was like all right easy i'm not i just oh my god i just want <laughs> keep a it soda. to sports guy yeah i was like keep it to be like how was the game last night <laughs> i got uh, me and jeff may before a show a couple weeks ago had anime portraits drawn while we were on the third street promenade because we're so romantic i saw that you look so shiny. it was insane it was the, the they were the Looks craziest good. pictures i've ever fucking seen but that guy who was drawing him super racist really? like he was just, it's just super fucking racist oh, it was man. awful and it was all toward arabs that's terrible i was in an uber one time and a guy just went off about we were like two minutes into the ride and he just started explaining all the stereotypes about which races drove the worst <laughs> 
Once I was <laughs> like, why is this happening? Were you like, I got that? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. See, that never, <laughs> ever happens. I'm, I'm so obviously, like, I'm so obviously Mexican that it just, that stuff never, like, nobody ever comes up to me and just says, what about those Mexicans? Like, no, nothing ever. <laughs> well, they're not going to say happens. that, but they're going to be. Like, I want to walk around as, like, a white guy just once and see how many people. <laughs> go to, so many people are going to Japan. be racist with Go to Japan. They'll be like, how about those Koreans, <laughs> huh? <laughs> Man, Japanese people walk like this, but Chinese people walk like this. <laughs> and you'll be like, yep, true. Yep, that's true. <laughs> DJ! Don't, don't, spoil, don't spoil your whole stand-up set here, Brett. All right. Yeah, yeah. Keep it. I'm just going to do Japanese, like, Japanese in your face. Like, like, we talked about these guys, like, maybe a few months ago, these British comics who are like, yeah, I fuck beds all the time. Man. Oh, yeah. They're called, like, lad comics. Yeah, something. I'm a Japanese lad comic. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, 505, three end pops. Ali Bouchel. I like reading Ali Bouchel's comments without reading them in advance. I tuned into this podcast to see if Amanda was a bit more fun and lively than when she helped me write my cracked article. Whoops! <laughs> Turns out this was a mistake, and his next sentence also starts with, Turns out she is. So I thought maybe I was just a cunt or something. God, you're making this hard for me, dude. But then she said she hates foreigners, and it all became clear. And pause for edit. <laughs> See, that, that, it's always an adventure reading his comments. I don't know why. I think she meant the band Foreigner. Oh, yeah. No, Amanda's Ooh. Amanda's a popular guest. Eric mm. Tully says, "I like how Amanda really sounds like she's tired of everyone's shit at all times. She's great." If he's talking about foreigner, that might explain why that comment is cold as ice. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Goodbye. What? The- <laughs> Goodbye again. Fuck. This is for Randall. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a good run. (laughs) Marcos Mendoza says, I think, as a rule, this podcast should always have a phone guest to advocate by proxy for us listeners who cannot see what is going on in the studio. What? What? So so there's a guest who's also being like, I don't know what's going on right now? Yeah. No. No, that's dumb. Yeah, that's a crazy idea, (laughs) Marcos Mendoza. You hear that? The person on the phone said that's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, how that? (laughs) Your elected official turned their back on you. Just like oh Trump yeah, was. let's 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 ask uh, Genevieve and Randall the, the grass question. If you could have a three by five by three by five, that not wasn't a three it. by three. If you could have a little a small patch of grass on your body, where would you put it? What? If you oh, had to have, if I had a patch of grass it? on your body, yeah. Someone someone asked us this last week, and it was the most fascinating question. We spent hours talking. about Can I about ask it. why I would have to episode. have that, or is there because this is the universe we live in now? Because you, some... Trump got elected. That's how you know you don't get Some supported. warlock called into the podcast and asked the question, and he might have the power to Don't worry about it. Just okay. tell me Perks. where you want your grass. Probably on the back of my left calf. That's All a good right. choice. Dogs are, gonna, dogs, are, dogs are going to pee on that. Yeah, how long is this grass? How, how big of a patch? Uh, three by three inches. Oh, uh, under, like under my foot. It's under my foot. No, you're gonna get dirt in your shoe, and grass is gonna grow. No, that seems that seems like a good answer, though, because that's where grass normally is. But I'm always just kind of walking on grass. Yeah, yeah. You can tell she went to school. Yep. Unlike all of us. (laughs) Where did you say? I I got a doctorate just so I could ask. (laughs) (laughs) Your entire career has been building up to that moment. Yeah. (laughs) Brett, are there any uh, comments? By the way, that was stupid. So angry. It really it it landed last week though. 
is great. Uh, hey, Adam, there, uh, this is Lord Xenu. I wonder if it's the Lord Xenu. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit, I guys. I believe now. Hey, Adam, there is a music producer that goes by ATB. You should check him out just because of your name. Nah. I've heard him. It's fine. Wait, is that the, the like electronic <laughs> yeah. band ATB? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like EDM. Hard pass. Thanks. Uh, just don't ever suggest that Adam should look you know, into anything. Cause that's exactly how to get him not to do it. <laughs> I don't know. You, you that probably... is not true. Is that true? Is that... Do I do that? <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That patch of grass thing really stuck with you. <laughs> See? Yeah. I have my patch of grass now. I'm going to look into everything people tell me to look into from now on. That's a lie. If one of your ears was ice cream, which one would you say to be, fuck you, go to hell? It's your dumb questions. Uh, dot dash 25 says, I watch Investigation Discovery when I'm depressed too. Worries everyone I know because they think I'll kill someone. Why is it so soothing? I don't know. When I'm sad, I watch the shit out of murder shows. Because at least I'm not getting brutally murdered. Or murdering people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like you're just in the middle. You got, you're all right. Tim Clark 46 says, lies. Australia is progressive as fuck, you cunt. No, it's not. It's not. We, just, we do let Aborigines move into my town. My housemate is Aboriginal. Okay, here we go. This is the same thing as the, like, <laughs> vaccinations cause autism because I heard once from a friend who knew someone who had a kid who had got autism and may or may not have had a vaccine a few weeks before. <laughs> The like, problem just because your house is cool doesn't mean the rest of the country is. The problems yeah. he says the problems mostly happen because they don't want to move into town and the government wants to stop supporting their remote communities. Mostly, we're trying to make them move into town. Stop victim blaming, like the motherfucker. It's like we me should... saying the Indians don't want to come off the reservations, man. What can we do? We That's should get my girl. We should get my girlfriend on to discuss this. She's Australian. Oh, okay. We, you can do a whole, oh, like, yeah. Australia. We did Portland is racist episode last week. We could do a whole Australia racist is racist episode. She'll provide a lot of stupid. Australia is stupid. so we racist. Should, yeah, it is. And I, I called it Racist yeah. Island in an article once, and people got so mad at me. Oh, yeah. We stereotype a whole place. Stop being it's what racist. we do in America. Yeah. And they're white, so. No yeah. Harm, no so foul. They, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all we got. It's all we got. <laughs> We got Australia. Yeah, that's the only way we can punch down in terms of racism. Right. Barely. Should we read more comments? <laughs> Get out of here. Genevieve, do you have anything to plug? Do you want to tell people anything? My podcast, Dead Things. Dead Things Podcast. We're going to be on a on a podcast network soon. So. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. And uh, I said in the intro, you were mentioned on Nerdist recently. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. He was, Chris Hyder was really nice about it. He, I, we, I tweeted at him, and he gave us a little shout-out. So it was kind of nice. It's awesome. Awesome. Randall, what do you have to plug? Uh, I got to call him up at Crack now, so check back uh, for new stuff by me. I told Eventually. People, I said that in the intro, too. Cool. Thank you. I'm really, really covering Good all friend. the bases. Brett, anything? No. Listen nah. to this podcast. Yeah. Listen, listen to this to the podcast. Crack. This okay. goes up uh, Wednesday. And uh, come to the Darkest Hour show at Westside Comedy Theater October 9th, I think. And me and Alex Schmidt are doing a show October 3rd at Hollywood Hotel. Come see that. Oh, snap. All right. Say goodbye, Genevieve. Bye. Randall, say goodbye. Goodbye. Brett, don't you say a goddamn thing. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>